now the podcast starts. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Or if you are returning uh, to listen to us, welcome back to the podcast in which sometimes we talk about horror, sometimes we talk about other things, and sometimes we swear. My name is T.D. Velasquez, but you can call me Dan. I have the absolute pleasure today of being joined by Kirsty. Hello. <laughs> Hi. And also being joined by Stella. Hello. Here we are again. Absolutely. This is our first episode of 2022. So Woo. I guess Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. What date is it? It's the 18th. That's not bad. Yeah, so you know, uh, happy new year, listener. So um, obviously, we're we're not we're no longer sticking to a weekly release schedule. It's entirely my fault um, because I'm have various things to sort out and uh, uh, and my priorities are skewed. Um, so we're going to be coming out in an ad hoc basis for a while, but we will still be producing. Uh, episodes and putting things on our Patreon feed, just not necessarily um, at, on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> since this last, the last episode that we did do, which was our Christmas one, talking about Doctor Sleep. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, two of the three of us have had COVID since that <laughs> happened. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, one of us has got away with it. I, I, I don't know if anybody wants to own up to being the lucky one, but um, at least at least we're all still here. You're all still here. You've all been riddled with disease. Yeah. Stella, uh, that makes you the final girl, doesn't it? Yes. Well, yes. As if there was ever any doubt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and you know, have it, being in the same house as somebody else with COVID is is like a slasher movie level kind of challenge <laughs> avoid getting infected while being in the same small building mm -hmm. and uh, it's not going to work but i did manage it for about seven days no that's not bad no, I, yeah, managed well to, I managed to only go near my mum while wearing a hazmat suit it was only <laughs> when i got a bit bored and tired yeah. that i started to slack off on yeah. the precautions and then it got me it got me yeah it got you yeah. Did you have a sort of moment like, oh, okay, I don't know that he's, you know, was cancelled, but, but in the kind of Kevin Spacey outbreak moment where you're just like, oh, shit, <laughs> you know, going <laughs> to hole, hole in my suit or not sufficiently taped up or, you know, that more, kind of moment of, you know, like well, knowing that it well, got you before you it actually, you know, you felt the effect. <laughs> it was more a sense of recognising my own complacency. There was yeah. a point at which I just assumed that, Surely I must have got it by now. If I haven't got it by now, I'm never going to get it, am I? Yeah. That was the point at which I started just standing a bit too close to my mum and not always being careful to put on my mask. And, and then I kind of realised, well, actually, I probably have got it now, Yeah. haven't I? And indeed, the next morning I tested positive. I wish the end of the sentence, um, uh, I, and that was the point at which I started to lick my mother. <laughs> Should have been the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Like throw caution to the wind. Yes. Yeah, it. <laughs> well, my daughter had it over half term, over before the half term before Christmas, the autumn one. She had it, and I was in the house with her, and I was making her drinks. I was picking up her snotty tissues because you know children yeah. are allergic to bins. Yeah. And I was making her drinks and picking up you know the drink that she'd had her mouth on and and stuff. And I absolutely definitely wasn't washing my hands as soon as I'd put you know her crisp packet or her. It's not your tissues in the bin, and I didn't get it. 
So yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Um, you know, in, in zombie films or in things, there's that one person and you need their blood because they're yeah, immune to everything. It's you. <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's you, yeah. Yeah, you're the girl with all the gifts. Yeah. Can't you off to, off to yeah. a lab? Cut <laughs> you open. Yeah. Sacrifice you for the rest zero. of society. <laughs> nice one. But... Uh, you're not worth it. <laughs> the good news is True. we're all here and yeah. uh, and even though I know I now know loads of people who've been infected I don't yeah. know anybody who's got seriously ill from it so um, that's yeah. a, a good sign that's hence positive. I was able to go out to the cinema in Manchester the other day and Ooh. actually see Stella in person Yay! Hey, in the three can, full dimensions yeah we still can't <laughs> hug or anything no it's still but, like hello <laughs> And, and you introduced me to your friend Laura, whose face I had to imagine for the first ten minutes because she had a mask on. And then when she actually turned, took the mask off, I was like, "Whoa, you look nothing like I imagined." But okay, hello. Uh, but it was really, it was a really wonderful experience to just be able to go into Manchester, see friends, and go to yeah. a movie. So, yeah, do um, something quite normal. Just, just go and watch a film. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was just, nice. Only with a mask on, but it's with fun. a mask on. and kind of you know appropriate uh, with a slasher movie. I, I remember going to see <laughs> Scream Two in the nineties, and people actually had uh, you know the the ghost face mask on. So it's a, yeah, it's it, it's almost traditional to actually yeah. wear a mask in in this kind of situation. So well, in of... in the late nineties, I guess would it have been like ninety nine two thousand? I had a proper ghost face costume. I remember I had it on my bedroom wall in one of my houses at uni, like strung up on the wall, and uh, Owen <laughs> hated it, but it was there. <laughs> I know I had one, but I don't know where it's gone. I think I might somewhere between then and now, which is like 20 years ago. I've obviously lent it to someone, haven't I? For yeah, wow. Halloween or something, <laughs> I think, and it's long gone. But the place that I thought it might be in my house, I went and had a look, and it's not, it's not there. So, if anybody listening, if you've got my ghost face mask, can I have it back, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we're, we're segueing into the topic of the episode, which is, obviously, the new film, Scream, which is just Ooh. called Scream. And I have to say that I'm kind of annoyed with the timing, just because the perfect title for this episode of the podcast would have been Scream and Scream Again. <laughs> because I'm sure we're going to talk about the original Scream as well as the current Scream. However, yeah. there is a film yeah. called Scream and Scream Again, and Howard yeah. and I did an episode about it. So it would be really confusing yeah. to have two <laughs> podcast episodes with basically the same name. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll think of something else to call this later. Brackets. Um, not, not that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Because just like Scream 1996 and Scream 2022 would be a really dull title but <laughs> there we go um what we're gonna do is um we'll talk a little bit first i think about our connections to the franchise not not go into much detail i'm sure we'll, it's likely that we'll do more episodes about this franchise in the future so we can do that then but i think to give context for our thoughts on the new scream film it'd be useful to kind of just report uh what our history uh with it is and i think it's best to start with you stella because when we talked about our favorite and scariest movies <laughs> i think your favorite movie was scream wasn't it it so, was so you are the the, the franchise expert <laughs> yeah it's always uh, my answer to that question because, because it's true um and yeah so 
just to quickly say why again i mean obviously it's a great film but um the day that i went to see it i was 15 and it was the day you know when you get sent home from school to revise for two weeks for your gcses and yeah. you all write on your shirts and and stuff like that and it was that day so we we all got booted out of school and i went home and uh, my boyfriend rang me and was like i'm gonna go to the cinema so we went to the cinema to watch it so it's just such a clear memory of that day how that felt to be finally leaving school and then going watching scream and i really i obviously really enjoyed the film when i saw it but i was that annoying person who goes and sees a film and then is just obsessed <laughs> with it and won't stop talking about it and like but i think when it got released to vhs and i pestered my parents to buy it for me and you remember you know back then buying a, a movie that's just been released on vhs was expensive mm-hmm. um but yeah just to shut me up <laughs> they bought it me on video so yeah it's really deeply connected to to that bit of my life that really nice exciting moment where you leave school and you set off on your on your journey so yeah it just it the first film just always puts me right back there nice one it's just triggered a memory i didn't see it when it came out at the cinema but i'm the same age as you still and i Mm. do remember walking up the road from school on, on on one of those final days and seeing a, a you know a promo poster for Scream in a mm. bus stop, um, and and just that image of Drew Barrymore's face being yeah um, being really striking. How about you, Kirsty? Um, I'm a bit vague on details. I can't remember. I don't think I saw it in the cinema when it came out, but I I know that I would I would have seen it probably very soon um, after its home release. I think. Um, I, unlike Stella, I'm not a massive fan of the franchise. Um, partly because slashes have never, never really been my my type of horror. Um, and I think though I remember kind of I remember having the impression a because it it was way more gory than I was expecting it to be. I mean that kind of you know opening with Drew Barrymore is mm. quite quite mm. visceral, isn't it? Um, and I and I kind of uh, it like it sort of became because of the age that I was when I saw it, like uh, an education into what slasher was, which I know is kind of weird because mm. it's meant to be a sort of, you know, kind of postmodern comment on slashers. But it very much was like, oh, okay, this is what a slasher is and this is the rules of the slasher and, you know, whatever. Um, so I think I saw Scream 1 and I see, saw Scream 2. I don't really remember any of the others and I couldn't, I couldn't you know, you know, kind of, hand on heart say that I'd seen them to be honest but I enjoyed you know (laughs) certainly I enjoyed them um but like I said kind of slashes aren't my my kind of thing um but I do remember the you know the kind of cultural impact of them though I remember having when I was at university um having a phone call from an unknown number (laughs) obviously some other student somewhere else in halls basically get you know putting on a voice saying what's your scary movie uh what's your favorite <laughs> scary movie even um which i hung up promptly or probably told them to you know f off yeah. and then hung up uh so yeah so um and i and obviously i was aware that you know never comes to the, the, the this 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 particular one i knew that stella was really excited um but it wasn't one that i thought to myself okay i must go and see this it was just because it happened to come out when it did and I had the opportunity to go to, to see a film that it was mm. the obvious choice out of the ones that were available. Yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. 
But then you sent us uh, a message about it, which didn't give anything away, but no. indicated that you'd enjoyed it. So yes, that, very much. That, you know, that that was uh, very reassuring yeah. and, um, and made me look forward to having this conversation. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, again, as I said, I didn't see the screen at the cinema, the original film. Um, I saw it shortly afterwards on, on rental video. I remember very specifically, this just came back to me today, that it must be pretty good because I enjoyed it even though the ending was ruined for me by the bloke in front of me in the queue in the video oh. shop who said, it's good at the end when dot, dot, dot. Uh, and I was uh. like, stop, please don't tell me. And it's too late. But, um, oh. but I still loved it and saw it several times. And then when Scream 2 came out, it was... Uh, it was re-released at a local cinema, so I did see it on the big screen, the original. Um, and it it is the only, I think, the only horror franchise, and possibly the only franchise, where I've seen every single instalment at the cinema. Hmm, okay. um, Stella, you've seen every one of them at the cinema as well, I think. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Do you think you did that, Kirsty, or, or might you have just caught up with them? on tv or whatever if you're not really sure yeah i wouldn't have seen i don't i don't ever i might have seen the second one in the cinema oh. um but i don't recall seeing any of the other ones at all so, yep. <laughs> so don't don't come back to me on details about plotting of the was it you know is it three and four or technically yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay so um, i have no idea about those ones so you know like i I, I imagine I probably would remember if I'd seen them with <laughs> no recollection. Well, Scream, Scream 4 is on Netflix now. You could go back. Oh, well, I, yeah. I mean, oh. the, the the response from um, my husband when we came out on um, on Saturday after seeing it was, oh, let's go back and watch the, you know, watch the whole franchise again. Um, See, that, that's right. That's right <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, are, they, are they all on, on streaming? Um, or is it hard to check with them? Because that's what my mic is. hard right now. Because the original was on IMDb TV, yeah. which is free yeah. until recently, but it's disappeared now yeah. probably because they want people to pay for it yeah. in the in the wake of the new film. You see, I, so, I wondered um, though, because just before we get into the, uh, any spoilery discussions, and I know it's not a yes. spoiler at all, but because they mention netflix in the film a couple of times i uh, thought i do. i want are they want you know are they light or at mm. least in the states are they all lined up on netflix you know kind of ready to go because you know right. maybe on their one yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah but four's on our one uh, can i just ask Kirsty? so sven had seen all the films before had he or, or some of them Got... um yes i think so again because we didn't we one... didn't have a huge conversation about it right <laughs> Just the one intriguing question that, I, that not, none of the three of us will be able to answer is how would this film work if you hadn't seen the others or well, you didn't know yeah. them at all? I, I ended up um, having this conversation with a student on Monday who'd, who'd seen it, and I couldn't kind of, in the context of the conversation, I couldn't work out whether or not they had seen it. Right. Um, seen the original or not. Um, it would seem like... I mean, it, Again, I feel like we're kind of we're, we're verging into the kind of territory of talking about the film, but it, yes. it 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 would seem odd for somebody to see it not knowing that it's part of the franchise. But then the branding, yeah. the branding of it in the and we talked about this before, didn't we? And the idea that yeah. it's called Scream, 
2020 or 2022 um rather than you know 96 um is confusing from a, a franchise perspective isn't it it's just the name yes. of it you know so Although, there might um, be some oblivious viewers yeah, i mean poss- possibly yeah. um well, well, we'll get to that. So before we, we talk about the, the new film, just uh, Stella, um, did you like the sequels? You know, as you followed the franchise through, how did could you let us know how you felt about them? Uh, the second one, Scream 2, I loved to bits. It's really, really good. I think it's probably, it's probably a better movie than Scream, even though Scream's my favourite. I think Scream 2 is probably... A more exciting movie. I don't know. That's just something that somebody said to me. Like, do you think Scream Two might be a better movie? And I was like, huh, <laughs> maybe. Mm. <laughs> um, Scream Three is is okay. It's probably about twenty minutes too long. There's a bit of a lull in the middle, and the big reveal at the end is uh, just a bit. Yeah, it's a bit of a reach. Mm. Um, Scream Four. I'd not seen it for years. And then I, we watched it in anticipation of Scream 5. Let's just call it Scream 5. Um, and I rewatched Scream 4 because it popped up on Netflix, even though the DVD is on my shelf. Um, and I was surprised. I guess is surprised the right word? Yeah, I think so. I was surprised at how good Scream 4 is. And I think I'd, I'd, just, I'd just forgotten. Um, but yeah, I watched it again. And I was like, oh, this is, this is fucking great. And it's, it's really intense. It's really exciting. The set pieces set piece deaths are really good um i thought the teenage characters in screen four were all really well drawn really well written um so yeah i think they're all dead good scream three is probably the worst of, of the lot but it's got that good sort of movie within a movie situation going on i think i'll concur with that mm. um, and um Scream 4 is the only one of them that I've only seen once. I saw it when it came out. I've never gone back. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Um, fine. but And in fact, I've, n- I've not watched any of them for many years. But I, I'd seen the first three, all of them more than once. The first one several, several times. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, Stella, just at, at our age. It just felt like a kind of seminal movie. Um, yeah, it's it, speaking directly to us, kind of about us, especially Scream oh, yeah. Two, where they're actually six form. Uh, well, not they don't call it six form in America, obviously, but you they're know college, they, they were like they? our age and they were film students, yeah, and they were having yeah. those conversations. Um, and then also it was like a, a, a gateway to, to to kind of loving Buffy. It was like oh, yeah. teen, it was actually my introduction to teenage horror, and obviously you've got Sarah Michelle Gellar in Scream Two. That was the first time I ever saw her. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's really special to me. I had the poster of Scream 2 on the wall of this very room yeah. because, tragically, listener, I still have the same bedroom. It's not always been the case, but I've kind of <laughs> come back to it over the years. And I, I just was looking out the window last night when it was actually quite a spooky, misty, atmospheric horror night. And I suddenly realised I used to have the poster of Scream 2 there. Uh, and was kind of <laughs> transported back to my youth. Um, Your youth. <laughs> so it was really special, and all, and all that kind of informed. Well, my but but it made it lent an extra poignancy to Screen Four and Screen Five because both of those films are, are weirdly doing the same job, bringing back that the, these characters much older and kind of trying to d- do a reboot. The one things that I think when 
was thinking about before that and i and i'm i'm i don't feel in any way kind of qualified enough to kind of make this assertion but whether you know kind of whether or not scream um and then you know particularly i say i don't i can say particularly scream too because that's where it becomes much more meta doesn't it because then you have the kind of the, the stab the within the world within the yeah and then yeah. so stab that you know becomes the kind of it's a cipher isn't it it's sort of lagged isn't it in the in the franchise in that you kind of go okay well stab is scream and now they're talking about stab and then if they're talking about you know so in this mm. version they're talking about stab four aren't they so is that a commentary on scream four the criticisms that they make of it but anyway so what wider point was is is Scream the first kind of the franchise that the kind of starts to do, do meta horror in a way that's become much more you know kind of prevalent in the last you know kind of 20 years um which is a type of horror that i really really enjoy i really enjoy horror that's about horror you know we talked about yeah. the woods and things like um where tucker and dale versus evil and you know mm. kind of all the <laughs> you know very very kind of meta stuff um and whether or not that Scream really marks that kind of first kind of wave of that, or if there's something that predates that, I, I, I can't think of off the top of my head. I'd say so. The only predecessor I can think of, which I haven't even seen, is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Okay, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah. lots of the commentary of Scream says that, well, the, the more negative commentary of Scream says basically Wes Craven is just doing stuff that he'd already done. In an earlier <laughs> film that nobody liked, and this yeah. is just the one that, uh, you know, that broke through, um, and but it's weird because I think it's a, it kickstarted kind of horror f- films being a commentary on horror, but it also kickstarted horror itself because there wasn't much of a horror cinema around no. before Scream, um, and uh, it, you know it, the, the kind of lot of eighties horror movies had, had slowed yeah. and kind of been forgotten about. And I, you know, um, I was not long into the process of being a horror fan at the time. Same. The only such film I've seen before Scream was Halloween. So um, uh, it's it's not like I had a deep knowledge to play on, but the movie does this trick of being really accessible and, and, and easy to follow. So it's sort of following on from what you were saying, that there had been a lull in horror, in, in Hollywood horror. You know, the, the 80s sort of age was over and the early 90s Hollywood was all about the action movie and it was for the most part not really aiming films at that mid-teen audience Mm. now it seems like a funny one to link it to but the the Romeo and Juliet film with Leonardo DiCaprio Mm. and what's the face that had come out Jamie Kennedy's in that isn't he Yeah. yeah and that had done very very well and done very very well with a young audience and there was Basically, there was a market research study done at the time that was showing that there was this essentially a new generation of teens of that age who have disposable income and time on their hands. And they're all very media savvy and they're all very, very cynical. And they found that more um, cinema goers were female. And that had been quite a dramatic shift because it used to be assumed that the majority of cinema goers were young males. But they found it was it was young females, teens with money, who were media savvy and cynical and scream was written for that audience and Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven were aware of all this. I think the marketing research had been done by um, a video games company. I think they'd done it because they were like, there's a whole pocket of people here that's just being ignored. Mm. So the screen was written for essentially, I fit that demographic to when I was 15 to, to a T. So right. that's kind of why it happened. 
That's why it resonated so powerfully. Yeah, okay. so it's literally written for me. Is that? Ah, I'll take that. Thank you very much. <laughs> there we are. Worked well. So let's Sold. go on to talking about Screen 5 then. And we'll, we'll break in a moment to hear a little bit of a recording because Stella and I, when we went to the cinema to see it, <laughs> we recorded our thoughts going in and we recorded our thoughts coming out. And then um, the three of us will, will elaborate on those thoughts further. Um, listener, we're going to discuss... Uh, after the, you hear this little excerpt, we're going to go into the Screen 5 discussion. It will be spoiler-free for the most part. If there are things that we want to talk about that, that demand spoilers, there'll be a little section at the end and I'll put time codes in and I'll make sure the listener is warned before we go there. Um, but for the mo- I think there's plenty that's interesting about this movie that you can talk about without talking about spoilers, so we'll see where it goes in terms of time. Um, but for now... Listen to me and Stella um, <laughs> outside the View Cinema in Salford, and we'll see you in a minute. Okay, so here we are. We're all masked up inside the View Cinema in Salford Keys. It's myself and Stella. Say hello, Stella. Hello, Stella. With our friend Laura, and we're about to see Scream. Um, how excited are you, Stella? I'm struggling to stand still. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons of excitement. Reasons of excitement. I have, I have been for a week. It's all good. But yes, yeah, I'm but, super excited. Um, Stella's holding the microphone, so you might even be able to hear the sounds of her excitement. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> So, um, have you got any particular hopes for this, Stella? Um, I hope that they... Well, I'm torn. I want the Central Three to stay alive, but I also think it would be a brave move if they take out any of the big three. And I had a thought on the tram that I think it might be uh, Martha, Randy's sister. That's what I'm placing my bet as this evening. (laughs) I I will... um, I'm going to second you on that. Lady be Martha, bring back Heather Maserati. I don't know what she's done since Hostel Part 2, but she probably Uh. needs the work. So, God bless her. Let's see Heather. All right. Nice one. Well, we'll go in now, listener. And, um, well, we'll see you on the other side, and you'll hear whether our expectations were met. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This isn't funny, Amber. Would you like to play a game? Doors unlocked. All doors locked. Doors unlocked. Three attacks so far. Do you have a gun? I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Something about this one just feels different. Samantha? I'm... I know who you are. I've been through this. A lot. This is your life now, which means that whoever this is is going to keep coming for you. You ready? For this? There's certain rules to surviving. The attacks were all on people related to the original killers. Whatever is linked to our past, it's pulled us all back here. 
and I won't sleep until he's in the ground. Just come out of Scream Five, aka Scream something. Scream without Scream Five. Scream. <laughs> scream, scream Twenty Two. Um, Sal, how do you feel? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I really enjoyed it. I just I need to absorb. Okay. All of that, I think, before I have any final decisions. But do you feel enthused? Yes. Good. I feel satisfied. I was quite happy with that. But yeah, there are more complicated thoughts that I'm sure we'll go into at a later point. <laughs> yeah, right? there's a lot that needs unpacking but with no, that. I'm happy. Um, the thing about the screen movies to me was that they were kind of unique genre in a way. They're, they're, they're what I think of as feel-good horror. Yeah. You come out of them having had a laugh. There's usually a cool indie song at the end. <laughs> and you just go, all right, cool. Um, yeah. And it did that. Yeah, it so, ticked all the boxes, yeah. but there's, there's things that need to be discussed. Definitely. We'll go into that. <laughs> right. Thank you, Sarah. What a pleasure. <laughs> Time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, having just heard myself and Stella's excited initial response to the film, it's now time for us to go into detail about the new Scream. This movie is directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillett from a screenplay by James Vanderbilt and Gary Busick. Not to be confused with Gary Busey. The original four screen movies were of course directed by the late, great Wes Craven and mostly written by Kevin Williamson who is an executive producer on the new film. Now then, I think you can gauge from our initial reaction that... um, Stella and I were pretty positive on it. Would you agree, Kirsty? Yes, I think. I think. You know, <laughs> what struck me was uh, how uh, Stella very much has the same reaction as me, which is it, like, yes, yes, but I need to think about it. Don't, don't ask yeah. me immediate things because you know those take a while. But yeah, do you know what? I couldn't go to sleep that night, so. It was quite late, wasn't it? So the showing was at half eight, so the film probably got started at about ten past nine. It's yeah. a two hour long film, so I probably got home at about ten to twelve. I had a drink of water, it's like right, you know, it work tomorrow, go to bed. And so I must I recognised in bed by half twelve and I was just lying there and I just could not sleep. I just kept thinking about scream things and being like, Oh about that bit, and there's that bit and again that as well. I just and my brain was just like, Shut up <laughs> I can't sleep. Just wouldn't yeah. just couldn't yeah, couldn't deal with it. It worked differently for me. It obviously went into my brain but I didn't have any problem sleeping. My subconscious <laughs> processed it. And I know it did because I woke up with the scream theme music in my head, mm. which isn't in the film. It's not, is it? did miss it the, 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 the theme music that's used in all the four previous films mm. and I suddenly realised that's what it was missing 
Yeah. Um. The only bit you got was the little uh, guitar pluck when Dewey walks on to in, walks into Woodsboro. You got the little bow down down down, and that that was it. That's Dewey's theme music from Scream 2, which is actually... Uh, the, they ripped it off from another film then. Um, it was actually written for John Travolta's character. And Clang, by the way, Ian's not here, but he's telling me about how interviewed John Travolta, so, you know, just to get him at the spirit of him in the room. Clang. Um, yeah, it was written for John Travolta in the film Broken Arrow, the John Woo well. film. Um, so, uh, possibly... Um, I think that uh, Marco Beltrami, who wrote the scores for the, the, all four previous films, wasn't involved with this one, probably because the directors we wanted to use their own creative people. Mm. And they did their best to reference the music from the earlier films, mm. just not the stuff that he wrote. So I did really appreciate there's a moment where they use the, the uh, Nick Cave song, Red Right Hand. I um, liked that. Which, I don't know about you, Stella, but I, whenever I, I've... I hear it associated with Peaky Blinders. I kind of bristle a little bit. I've never watched Peaky Blinders, um, and I, now I never will, because so many of my students write their essays on Peaky Blinders, and now I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I never... I mean, you know, all the people that are working on it, I would like you to keep your jobs, but... Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good, but they do use Red Right Hand as the theme tune, and, you know, there's a whole big thing in it of using... And kind of anachronistic music that doesn't reflect the period that it's set in. And I was thinking, yeah, great song, good to hear it. However, it belongs to Scream. It does. So, um, it does. But, uh, you know, that's uh, that, that that's just me dealing with my own personal issues. Issues. So, <laughs> Stella and Kirsty, you've both got complex feelings about this movie, uh, even though generally enthusiastic. Um, why don't we go into that a little bit? Let's start with all the stuff that we can say without hitting spoilers oh and I, I i just need to rebuke myself i should have mentioned in that recording that part of our prediction did come true heather Matarazzo is in the film and Yay. isn't that wonderful <laughs> is she the killer well i certainly would not reveal that certainly not in the non-spoiler <laughs> section but she is definitely in the film i think i She's can there. safely yeah. say so That's yeah. wonderful but um yeah. so further thoughts i think it's only fair that y- you go first stella <laughs> I think you've been processing this. I think, I think you've earned it. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Well, I think first first comments is <laughs> I was just concerned, like you are with any sort of sequel or even a remake or anything, that it's like, oh, please don't be shit. Please don't be shit. <laughs> please be really good. Please be good. Or at least just, you know, at least be passable. And it was really good. I did really enjoy it. I felt like it did all the things that you'd want from a Scream movie. It did a couple of different things that I was unsure of at the start of the movie. But by the end, I was like, yeah, all right. Um, I, you know, I said before, I felt all the teens in Scream 4 were really well drawn and well written. Mm. I, on the, on the, you know, the flip side, the negative side, I did feel that the teens in this one, in Scream 5, um, weren't particularly as well realised as some of the other, you know, teenage friend group who've seen in some other films. And 
that did kind of bother me as we were going through because I was thinking I don't care about any of these people mm. and I wasn't I wasn't upset by anybody's uh passing um and I think that was the only thing that I felt could have been could have been improved upon but in terms of everything else that you want from the screen movie Ghostface being a moron Ghostface getting a little bit beaten up but not quite um you know him jumping out on people the the set piece slasher deaths where you know setting it all up and are they going to get there on time and all that sort of stuff it did you know it's just like tick 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 did everything that I wanted it to do but um I think my my overwhelming thing is I really really enjoyed it and I've got written here I need to see it again because I'm sure there's lots of stuff that I missed there was some real as you expect from a screen film just loads of little reference points to either other past screen films or other other horror films that was just constantly nibbling away there mm. you've got the usual film geek stands up and delivers a monologue on film and I thought that was all right that was that was up to date but yeah I just I just didn't care about the teens. They were a touch <laughs> generic, weren't they? Yeah. They're just teenagers, aren't they? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't remember the teens from Screen 4 at all, so it's not. I, I didn't really hold that against the movie, but maybe if I went back and watched the other films... Yeah, one go and have like, a look. I, I thought the ones in this film were likeable enough, but they were just mm. kind of types. Um, yeah. And they, they, they were mostly kind of well-cast, and, and, and I, I cared a bit for them. Um but but I wasn't ever really heartbroken like mm-hmm. I was when a certain character gets killed in Scream Two, um, who, who I really personally identified with, um, and, <laughs> and was just distraught for days. Um, yeah, I wouldn't but, let that go either. I was kind of <laughs> on and on about it. <laughs> oh, but, uh, I don't know why I'm being coy about saying who it was. You can find out who who dies in who survives the Scream films just by looking at the poster of the next Scream film and which yeah. faces are on it. But yeah. um uh yeah, so how about you, Kirsty? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um I, I don't think my first sort of overriding kind of thought walking out was that was a lot of fun. Um yeah. I you know, as I said before, I like meta horror and I like the fact that the you know, kind of film increasingly has this discussion <laughs> around kind of you know, kind of rebooting, you know, or, you know, producing, a, or they call it a requel. Requel. requel yeah, yeah, they kind of has a discussion around kind of relaunching franchises and how, you know, what what that needs to be in order to, to satisfy both the old fans and join new fans and yeah. um, and all that. And I thought that was really kind of, um, I thought it was kind of on the nose, but in a way that I expected it to be, if that makes any yeah. sense. It's kind of what you expect from a, uh, a screen film is to have a comment you know is to have a conversation with audiences about you know mm. kind of what they expect um and i like the kind of the emphasis and again no spoilers but the emphasis on the kind of the way that social media plays into the way that fans kind of re- re- react yeah. to um films now generally and how they can kind mm. of you know have quite strong reactions to um things and then you know kind of can take their own steps to to you know kind of um readdress issues that they felt with um with that. and again having not seen screen four i didn't know but i felt very strongly that i was watching a film that was having a kind of a conversation about what was wrong with the last film and why the last one didn't work perhaps well, well so I, I think screen I, four I is think... a commentary on the remake isn't it really okay 
Sydney says at one, but the, in the final moments, you know, yeah. when it's all it's all sorted out, she says something like, "You can't remake the original," and then yeah. walks off. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. yeah. So but yeah, I but... think it was drawing inspiration very plainly from the kind of more toxic fandom stuff that's yeah, happened yeah. in not yeah. so much in the horror genre, but around fr- franchises yeah, yeah. like yeah. Star Wars yeah. and Ghostbusters. Yeah. And, they say they talk about Stab Four, and they say that one that was directed by the Knives Out guy. So it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. so it's like, all oh, right, in this yeah, universe, yeah, 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 the yeah. Last Jedi didn't happen, but but Ryan Johnson did do Stab Four and really annoyed loads of people. Yeah, um, so, yeah, yeah. No. So, I, I really enjoyed that kind of element of it, and I really, um, you know, I, I absolutely hear your kind of comments on the the kind of the the two Dness of the the teenagers in particular because of course they're the new characters aren't they so that mm. and the, it, it struck me as the film is sort of doing a very it's a complex balancing act isn't it between you know as they say they call them in the, in the film the legacy characters and yeah. the new characters um i didn't feel that it was a balance or they got, always got right um yeah. i saw again not spoiling but i saw the kind of the reveal coming from quite a long way away <laughs> yeah um in terms of you know kind of who the killers were um and so you know i kind of I felt quite smug when it was like oh yeah of course um but <laughs> it seemed like in doing that again no spoilers it was trying to be both similar and different mm. you know yeah. kind of going okay it needs to be like the other screen films but it all, but we also need to acknowledge that things have moved on and that representation issues are going to play into the way in which, you know, because the conversations around who the curriculars are are always done in a very fixed way in the film. Mm. Um, the My one biggest criticism, I think, was that there were times, and it was, I'm, I'm aware that it was very much sort of centred around Dewey, is that it seemed to be very earnest and take itself a bit seriously yeah. in moments Mm. Yeah, they, they I mean, I felt so... that about the the lead character. I felt felt that she was a bit earnest. Yeah, yeah. Quite and then right from the start, it was like I think she needs a bit more. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and I felt like the the, the like where the mum, who, who is the mum? Where is the mum? Why is she not like her daughters? Yeah, in terrible yeah. trouble. Yeah. Why? Where is that? Slashes though, she? isn't it? The adults are useless. I mean, and I guess that's what will be picked out of this one is that. In in older slashes, seventies and in the, in the nineties, it was it was just teens looking after themselves, and then Scream doing the thing in the in the mid nineties where they flip it and you've got more than one final girl and more than one person survives and the women can work together and blah, 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 and the final girl has sex and all that kind of stuff. And I think now, rather than it just being teens versus killer, mm-hmm. we've got teens and adults versus yeah. killer. So it's Scream, you know, reversing or messing with yeah. those rules again, which is like I said, it's. It's on the nose and it can be a bit sharp yeah. <laughs> sometimes, but it's like you said, it's what you expect from a screen movie yeah. and to walk the line between we're going to show you the rules and we're going to play with them, but we're still going to adhere to them at the same time. Yeah. And I think with such a, you know, a time difference, you know, 10, 11 years since the last one yeah. and with Wes Craven no longer with us, it's quite... A brave bold move which is why i was saying before you know i was like oh god don't be shit please yeah. please don't be rubbish i need you to not be rubbish and and it wasn't so i think it did do everything but yeah is the on the nose stuff maybe a bit too much i don't know 
That's maybe not what yeah, I'm asked, I Yeah, maybe you could just done with it at those points. It's not actually that enlightening, st- maybe. Yeah, or just sticking its tongue in its cheek a bit more firmly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think some of the earnestness comes from, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I put my cards on the table. I really enjoyed the film. Um, I was very satisfied with it, but it does have a number of issues, and one of them is that the, the lead actress... Um, is slightly weak. I mm. think she's okay, um, but there's a sort. I, I, I put my finger on it as that she's a bit nice. There's something yeah. kind of nice about mm. her, but the script and the story actually re- requires her to be a bit more edgy. Yeah, because yeah. she's supposed to spend time doing loads of drugs and abandoning her family. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. And you look a, a bit quite, clean for that. There's a quite bizarre scene earlier on where she turns up to comfort her little sister in hospital um, <laughs> and they they look really convincingly like sisters which I liked um, and the sister kind of tells everyone else to go except I'm going to use names now to stop this being really confusing so the older sister is called Sam, the younger is called Tara Tara says to everyone everyone else go but Sam stay and she seems really comforted by Sam's presence but then has to say to Sam it's your fault that our lives have messed up because you abandoned so it's like um, and and Sam had been really I thought convincingly comforting in that role of the responsible big sister who came home to look after her little sister but then you have to kind of see her as this very different uh, you know to kettle of fish essentially and I thought that's a uh, uh, that's a bit of a stretch um, mm. and I, I, I wondered if the kind of earnestness around Dewey was it, it maybe inspired by the fact that unlike Scream 4 this movie kind of slightly acknowledges that Courtney Cox and David Arquette were married and then split up Yeah, because mm. in Scream 4 they're still together aren't they I think in real life or in the film? In the film. In, in real life, they've broken up at that point. But in, in the, the film, film they're, they're, they're together, yeah. Yeah. Whereas this one's like, no, we, we broke up in the interim. So this, and, and it kind of makes by the fact that he's still very much in love with her or, um, yeah. and, and still dealing with his own feelings of inadequacy. Um, so, uh, which is weird because he was like, the in the first film, I think he's the biggest comedy character. Mm. Yeah, he had no one-liners, did he? Uh, maybe one, yeah. But well, that is my my other kind of the big problem with the film, or, or my slight niggle with the film. Big niggle is just <laughs> I I just thought I enjoyed it a lot. It's exciting. It's 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 engaging. It's well made. Is it really funny enough? Um, mm. A lot of the jokes I suspected these aren't really jokes. They're just references. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, I find them amusing as references because I know what the references are. But if I was just to sit down and look at this as a comedy, would I go, "This is a great comedy"? I mean, I'm not sure necessarily any of the screen films are great comedies, but they are funny. I think but they've got some very funny moments. The first three, even the third one, which is the weakest as horror, has got some great comedy stuff in it. It does. It does. I mean, I think I laughed the most. At Laura screaming, <laughs> right? Mate, it was with us. She, she's a any jump in a horror movie, she screams at full full scream. 
Yeah, she was um, sitting right next to me. <laughs> so, I think the most of the laughs that I was having was at Laura leaping out of her seat, <laughs> covering her mouth. Like Any time it started to get a little bit tense, she started going, oh, my God. <laughs> as, soon <laughs> yeah. get, as soon as Ghostface jumped out, she's like, ah! <laughs> like yeah, properly we, screaming. We, as soon as we were anticipating a, a jump coming up, we'd all start laughing because we just <laughs> yeah. knew... Um, and that was a slight niggle I have with the. Oh, Kirsty, you look. No, like I was just going to say, say this might be the niggle that you have. Is the bit I enjoyed is the 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 the, the one death which doesn't turn out to be the death when you quite expect it to, as you as you would expect. Mm. But they they do that whole thing with the doors, you know. Oh, yes. we love the, the doors. Kind of, they're just going to go around the kitchen, right kitchen, or you know, in from the bathroom yeah. into the kitchen. And all the doors, you're going to get every time they close the door, you think he's yeah. going to be there, and then you know, and then yeah. not ever. But it is, yeah. you know, it's like, oh. <laughs> Laura was, yeah. Laura was writhing around oh, in her seat at that point. So <laughs> that is my niggle because it repeatedly does that gag whereby somebody opens a door and it blocks the view. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you think they're going to close it? It's going to reveal the killer there, like it would no. in any horror film, mm. and often it doesn't. And 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 it's really entertaining, but they do it over and over again, and. I don't, maybe you two feel different, but I, I felt like it was building up to, because they'd done that gag so often, there had to be then a bit where they did it, but did something really clever and unexpected with it. Um, and I don't think they ever did. They, well, they, they It was just over and over again. And you think he's going to be there. I mean, I, I would argue <laughs> that, again, non-spoilery, the, um, the death in that case, um, I mean, it happens against the door. So arguably, they kind of do. Mm. It's a bit of a misdirection, isn't it? Because okay. you know, where where Ghostface <laughs> appears from is not quite. Well, it's kind of you know, it's there's a door involved, and then it just he doesn't come from the door at all. But you know, okay. Um, so I mean, that's fine. That was just I, I didn't feel fully satiated by the the way they they used that. But but you know, I'll I'll watch it again and maybe spot. That it's cleverer than I thought it was, which sometimes these films are. Um, yeah, I really need to see it again. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, this is great because it means I, I want to watch Screen Four again now. I think the reason mm. I never watched Screen Four again, even though I thought it was fine, is because it's the last, and and it was all right, but I want there to be something better afterwards. I don't, I didn't like the idea that oh, this is the final one and it's not maybe everything I wanted it to be. Uh, but with this new Scream, Scream 5, uh, yeah, I do think it was it was more or less everything I wanted it to be, even though there are problems with it. Um, and I think it, it really nicely kind of rounded up the series. And it was, you know, it was faithful to the characters and, uh, and the settings of the series. Um, it was faithful to the tone of the earlier movies, yeah. which um, I came up with a phrase to describe the tone, which is exaggerated film geek reality. So <laughs> everybody is talking about stuff from the real world all the time. The way that they talk about it and the way that they're really knowledgeable about um, the real world and also movies is maybe a bit... Uh, well, it's the kind of real life that you you relate to if you're in film school or, or college yeah. or whatever, but maybe not just uh, in in ordinary everyday life. But it's fine and and it and it works really well. Can I ask you a question actually? Because I think it was you sort of start, starting to kind of head towards it. 
which is mm. the um whether or not you I don't know, I suppose this is probably a question for Stella, but both of you. Um is whether or not you feel like this is sort of shutting down the franchise or if it's left it open for more because I felt there was certainly kind of a moment towards the end where they were sort of kind of hinting towards the fact that this is kind of we need to leave this now there mm. seemed to be a discussion in in the film in a meta way mm. about the fact that the, the franchise wouldn't continue but I'm you know I'm sure if it makes loads of money <laughs> I think um, we know I said before it's, it's quite a bold move to even do it and I think if it's done well, which I'm, all the reports is doing well, um, I suspect that Neve Campbell and company are done with it. Because mm-hmm. from there's an article that was in Total Film, I think, about how getting that you know the central legacy characters back was a bit. They were quite they were unsure about it, mm. um, and that it took them seeing like full scripts and stuff for them to commit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do another one. I don't want them to, I don't mm. think. And mm. the reason for that is, you know, obviously, you know, leave it alone. Like, don't ruin it. It's, it's, it's been loads of fun. But also, the other Scream properties, so Scream, the TV series, the MTV one and the, and the VH1 one, I really enjoyed those. So I kind of feel like, well, horror... It's not just horror film, there's horror other media mm. as well. And I think Scream and Ghostface as properties can go and do exist in other places. There's comics, there's you know, there's graphic novels, there's TV series. So I feel like don't do another film and just redo redo it without Neve Campbell and, and company because mm. like you said, the comment the commentary throughout throughout it about requels and rebooting and legacy characters, it's just gonna tie itself up in knots and I don't want mm. it to do that. So I think if we're going to keep Ghostface around, which which I'd like to do, look to other media would be my suggestion. Directors, yeah. writers, if you're listening, <laughs> nice. you know, to go go somewhere else with it because it it's clearly has potential. The TV series I found very enjoyable, mm. and you know the point you said before about diversity, the Scream Resurrection that was done on VH1 is a whole dialogue and diversity all the way through okay. from start to finish. So oh. you know, majority of the cast are black as well. Which right. for a slasher is highly unusual, and they yeah. make that point over and over again. Yeah. But you know, it's there's there's potential in other platforms for it to do more. Mm. That's okay. what I think. Cool. Mm. My thought is that um, well, we've discussed these the, this weird thing of doing a sequel that has the same name as of the as the previous film. <laughs> I was kind of annoyed that they'd done that, but then I realised after seeing it that the fact that they're discussing requels in the movie meant that if they didn't just call it Scream, if they called it Scream 5, they would have been missing a trick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But also I think that the the content of the film, to me, suggests that it's not a requel. It's pretending it is for postmodern laugh yeah, yeah. value. But ah. the film doesn't really <laughs> go... Uh, if it was a real reboot sequel, it would... <laughs> feature heavily feature the legacy characters and, and hopefully do something interesting with them but it also would set up um ongoing characters who could take over the franchise and i mm. don't feel like it did i feel like it did just enough with with sam and the other young mm. characters for it to work for one film but mm. I, I left it with absolutely no idea of what a, a sequel about just them would be mm. you know um so um 
Yeah, I, I, I think that if it makes loads of money, there will definitely be pressure to make a sequel. But I, I don't know creatively what that would be, and I don't feel like this film felt any way like it was set. You know, in the way that like the 2018 Halloween film clearly gave you a sense that even if Jamie oh, yeah. Lee Curtis didn't want to do any more, they'd mm. set up her daughter and granddaughter, and they could carry it on. This movie didn't feel like that to me at no. all. Um mm. And I really hope they leave it where it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a fitting so. ending, isn't it? To, to well, from my perspective, when I have nothing to do with the films, but it seemed yeah. like it was, you know, kind of like, it is. nice. It is. Well, you know, kind of is, what I like about it is that there are very specific callbacks to the very original film. Yeah. It's almost just a sequel to the original film. If you'd only yeah. seen Scream One, you'd get everything. Yeah, yeah at the you'd same be all right, time, wouldn't you? There are things in it that reference the interme- intervening films that I didn't even get. Like, still had to remind me that the female sheriff character was in Scream Four. I'd yeah. forgotten her totally. Um, also, with her lemon squares, and Ugh. you know Heather Matarazzo coming back from a screen three and stuff like that. So, so it kind of did everything right. Um, yeah, from a fan's point of view, I think. As you're talking then, Dan, I, it strikes me that it's kind of similar. It gets right the things that, and, and again, apologies for either of you who've not seen it. But you're just sort of trust me on this. Um, that you know the kind of the idea of kind of these requels. <laughs> Um, it's you know obviously kind of in a situation now we've got Matrix, whatever it is, Revol- no, whatever it's called, Resurrection, yeah, um, <laughs> and that I, I saw that a couple of weeks ago, um, and that it just felt like it was just trying to hit the same beats as the original film. Yeah. It felt like very much like you know just rehashing and not doing anything particularly new or interesting with the source material. Um, and I worried that, you know, that this film was going to do that in the mm. way that, that the new Matrix film did. And it didn't. It off, I feel like it offered enough new content um, and enough meta-ness, which yeah. the Matrix film also tried to do but didn't do very well. Um, that it was, you know, kind of satisfying update, um, you know, kind of furthering what had already been done rather than just rehashing for, you know, yeah. financial gain. Nice one. I, I think yeah. maybe the difference there is that the the Matrix films, uh, it, you know, the new one is Lana Wachowski, isn't it, trying to bring some freshness to the franchise which she's been involved with throughout and maybe mm. struggling to really reinvigorate her own interest. Whereas this new film, yeah. although the producers like Kevin Williamson and Maria Maddalena, who was Wes Craven's producing partner. Lots of those people are still involved from the earlier franchise, but all the creative roles, the yeah. writing, the directing, the music, the photography and so on, they're all done by new people, but who mm. are clearly seeking to emulate the yeah. style um, of the original and doing a really good job of it. And, um, I, you know, I, I've banged on about how much I like the film Ready or Not on this podcast in the past, and it's the team from that movie. And, uh, oh, okay. and it's yeah. Um, and you I, you could tell from, from that film that the, 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 it was a good match because they have the kind of... It's a the, the, the kind of boisterous comedy horror style that the Scream franchise kind of coined, in a mm-hmm. way. Um, so mm-hmm. and, and it works really well. Yeah. Um, so we've only got a few minutes left. Uh, I wanted to mention, you said you loved how... Uh, Stella, you said you loved how Ghostface is an idiot. Or <laughs> and, He's a moron. But I've always loved the fact that in all of the Scream films... 
they actually do something with the fact that the killer has a ridiculous outfit yeah. wearing a huge cape and a mask of course the killer runs into things all the time gets punched <laughs> yeah. falls over you can't see much out of the mask it's like but at the same t- yeah exactly but at the same time the fact that they do that also makes them more frightening or at least it has done to me mm. because it makes them feel kind of physical and real like a real threat you know they're not like a slow moving bogeyman 20 yeah. feet away who's chasing you slowly so um yeah. I, I really like that um and overall I, I i think you know thumbs up to it and i would recommend it to Absolutely. any fan of the previous screen films yeah um yeah. i would cautiously recommend it to anyone who has not seen those movies because I, I think it's well done but i don't know how well it will work if you don't know mm. where it's coming from um, yeah yeah go if 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 you're on the fence about it because you're like oh not another scream film go and see it it's yeah. it's worth it and like you said Kirsty, it's it's a basically a big load of fun isn't it yeah yeah you'll have a good time yeah we're all agreed on that just do a couple of minutes of spoilers then a warning warning spoiler spoiler is there anything <laughs> any of you want to say that that can't be said in a non-spoiler way um no, really. there was only oh, well, no, I, I just had one teeny tiny thing i said before there was something that i was unsure about you, you know with the with the visions mm. of yeah of, um of billy loomis yeah yeah i was concerned it was like ah don't tip this over into being supernatural yeah yeah because it was like oh i'm yeah. not sure and while i loved seeing him with his weird digitally de-aged face yeah. like, oh it's billy um i was like oh they're not gonna do that are they but then they didn't and i think no. it was it was best that it was sort of kept as a, a psychotic you know yeah. a, a mental break type yeah. type situation um and then by the end when he gives that little nod there's a knife down there i was like yeah billy yeah, <laughs> like, oh no i shouldn't be feeling great. that about was, him he's a horrible person <laughs> i was really pleased to see him even though for the first few seconds i didn't really recognize his weird it's digital the, face yeah. Yeah. Um, is but, that the same actor yeah. <laughs> kind of and yeah i suppose as, as we're in a spoiler section i can say you know i, I was glad that they killed dewey they um, had to I kill one of them, yeah, because yeah. didn't they? The trouble is, the the series does after the second film, the series becomes kind of a cosy sitcom in which yeah. you you know <laughs> that those three characters are always safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh, but they gave him good material before they killed him, and it was a great death. It was scene. a good death. So, yeah. and also it made sense that after Sydney had just said, "I will," you know. I think she said nothing could induce me to come back to that town. Well, she yeah. the only thing that could do is he dies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it it, it yeah. worked on that level. I did. One of them had a, to go. So. It was a shame that we didn't have a moment where they were all three together. Yeah, but there's loads of that in the previous four films. So yeah, you know yeah. that doesn't really bother me. So, um, I've got enough. And one more thing, the and it was it was Laura that noticed this was the. Um, the nod to the COVID situation where she uh, smashes Amber over the head with the hand sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's, yeah. and then that's why she goes up a tree on, on yeah, the yeah. gas burner. Yeah, and she yeah. was like, hand sand. And it was like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> I only put, put, put that together afterwards that she was extra flammable due to She's hand covered sanitizer. in alcohol, yeah. Um, I, I think that that points to the idea that the, the, the producers were kind of thinking, 
yeah, we might be having to deal with COVID now, but by the time this film comes out, it will be all over. So yeah. people will have a bit of extra hand sanitizer in the house and that'll be it. Uh, alas. It's true, I do have a big bottle like that. I do. <laughs> All right, okay. But my so, question, is it made of glass? Uh, no, of course not. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, who has hand sand in glass? Well, yeah, yeah. Posh people is... who live in big houses. Just a bit, um, yeah, someone who lives in a house like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like looking at my little bottle from Aldi going, yeah. 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 <laughs> probably not going up, is it? Nah. nah. <laughs> Squeeze it in someone's eyes, maybe. No. Can I also just say, I, um, Jack Quaid. I want to see more of Jack Quaid and stuff. I've yes. really enjoyed him in this. I mean, he's yeah. uh, great in The Boys, which are kind of yeah. is the main place that I know him from. But it yeah. was so nice to sort of see him do both the thing that you know we've kind of come to rely on him as in you know kind of in endearing, slightly ineffectual in male spare part um, into. <laughs> Um, you know, kind of somebody who has, you know, kind of presence and menace and, you know, yeah. kind of um, that worked really well. I mean, again, like I said, I could see it coming a mile off, but I yeah. was looking mm. forward to the reveal of, you know, when that, you know, when that happened. That's, yeah, yeah that's something I, I could have mentioned in non-spoiler. I think it's fairly predictable who the killers were. Yeah. Uh, well, I got I got him. I didn't get her. No, I got her from the from the like from the very first scene. I she was had like, hardly any screen time. She well, just had crazy eyes. Yeah, uh, and, and, it, and she's it, like it, the <laughs> the first character whose name you know because the the opening scene is Tara going Amber, Amber, Amber into yeah. the phone for ages, and it just yeah. kind of. This is not, um, I, would, uh, oh, yeah. I would rather the killers are predictable, but it makes sense who they are than yeah. like the end of Screen yeah. Three, where you're like, "It's that guy." Yeah, like, what? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also, the only Scream film where it's really a surprise who the killers are and it's really well done is the original. They're not. Yeah, because there's no precedent, so. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not going to top that at this stage, and I think it was fine that no. they didn't. So that's uh, the end of our time for our, our Screen 5 review. We've only got Yay. a couple of minutes. Um, it's been a great pleasure chatting about that. I think, yes. listeners, if you've not seen it, go see it. Uh, Kirsty, I think you had a recommendation. I did, although it's only a partial rep- recommendation because I'm only halfway through it at the moment, but I'm really enjoying at the moment um, Archive 81 on Netflix. Uh, uh, yeah, which is I'm going to start ep- that this yeah, weekend. Eight episodes long. It's based on a podcast. I think the TV show is produced by James Wan. Um, you can, if you're familiar with podcast horror as I am, um, you can see. I'm not. I didn't listen to this as a podcast, um, but you can see how it's very. You know how you know the podcastness of the narrative, um, but it's got a very you know kind of weird fiction, creepy, um, uh, yeah, kind of creepy Rosemary's Baby ish kind of vibe going on. Um, and it's and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I was kind of hooked from yeah. the from the very beginning of the first episode, um, when the kind of the central character is a kind of film archivist. <laughs> I was like, I am in. <laughs> right. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to start that this weekend. Yeah, that's a, yeah, my treat for really doing good. more marking. Yeah, no, <laughs> so that's my recommendation. So that that's a recommendation. Well taken. Archive eighty one, nice one. Thank you very much. Uh, my recommendation is a bit general, but it's on my mind. Today I cancelled my subscription to Disney Plus um, just because of, of, of belt tightening. Yeah. And, and one of the things it means is that I'm going to miss being able to watch The X-Files whenever I have uh-huh. a slight inclination because 
it's it all on there and I just suddenly realised not long ago oh yeah the X-Files was a thing and you know there are some good horror episodes it, obviously it's a horror yeah. series in general but particularly you know it, it has some of those really memorable kind of one-off <laughs> monster of the week episodes <laughs> Mr. Tombs and Ice and all that kind of thing ah. and, and it, <laughs> some of them are really nicely efficient um, sort of 45 yeah. minute uh, if you don't have time to watch a full horror movie you, you could do worse than sticking on an episode of The X Files, and they're all on <laughs> Disney Plus. So, hey, it's <laughs> a good recommendation. All right, my friends, this has been wonderful. Thank you yeah. so much. We, Thanks, Dan. Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had uh, some enthusiasm, some complex thoughts as well, but <laughs> a, a ton of highly recommendable stuff. So, my friends, welcome to twenty twenty two. I'll see you a little bit further into it I'm sure <laughs> bye right. bye bye you have been listening to and now the podcast starts produced and released by ambidextrous solutions limited presented by Stella Gaynor Kirsty Warrow and T.D. Velasquez special thanks to Greg Hume for our original theme music and to Brian Gorman our original artwork. All dialogue and music clips from films, TV shows, and trailers are used for the purposes of criticism in the spirit of fair dealing as defined in UK law and fair use as defined in US law. No copyright infringement is intended. Please visit our home on the web www.andnowpodcast.com for more content and contact details. Or visit our Facebook pages at and now pod or at Lee Cushing Pod. Follow us on Twitter at and now podcast or at Lee Cushing Podcast. If you'd like to donate to us, please visit patreon.com forward slash and now podcast. And now the podcast stops.